Previously on the Fable Forge. You want to tell me what yesterday was about? Well, sure, there's someone been following you, and I just had to go make sure that you were all right. While I appreciate where your heart is at, I'm a grown-ass man, and I can take care of myself, and I don't want you jeopardizing your upcoming hearing to get out of here for good, okay? Yeah, it's really not a big deal. You just have to trust me on that. Hey, Shannon, sounds like Ori and his new friends are uh, actually going to go out and investigate that that lake. I don't know if you ever met Darcy, but she went out to the uh, to the Smith farm. Nobody's... She never showed up. Don't worry about it. We'll handle it. The slip of paper that you pull out of the fireplace. This note says... Well, it's at the bottom of a note. It says, The elf bane poison I provide should suit your needs. And then it says something that I can't quite make out, but I think it says, Damn thy girl. <laughs> but it might say, Claim thy city. And it's signed, Bonzi. Bonzi? Bonzi. Bonzi. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. Hi, I'm Gardner Brenizen. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Torin, the tortled bard. Hi, I'm Lauren. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Oriak Undralt, the uh, half-orc paladin of DK. And my name is David Gucci, he, him, and I play Coriander, who just found a weird note about a poison. Uh, so that's worrisome. He's freaked. My name is Elise Kallenbach. My pronouns are she, her. I play everybody else. Bats can talk to each other, for real, and they argue a lot. Oh yay. My question is, Yo. whose poison is it? Is it Nomad's poison? Is it the poison made specifically for Nomad? <laughs> this is the sound of me reaching for the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping the Fable Forge would just turn into Gardner reciting movies it could from memory i we, we can pivot podcasting is a vast and democratic medium all right everyone are you ready here we go we i mean listen you get one and it's the emperor's new groove this is it now when are we watching chicken run <laughs> <laughs> okay so i just read that note to everyone yep that happened you had a note mm-hmm. yep uh so cory looks around uh to his companions his stomach kind of sinks and I think you can probably hear it <laughs> like whatever that sounds like. Yeah. A little, a little like cartoon sound effect plays and like I get a little sweat drop mm-hmm. and I, and like everything beyond behind me goes really black because all of a sudden I'm internal monologuing. And, and of course the thing that I think is why on earth didn't I read this note when I was in the city and could have provided it to Murdoch? 
this was the whole reason I went into the palace to gather information. And what I did was take that information and read it at a remote location. What am I doing? And then we come back. So all of this is going according to plan. Uh, would you folks mind it if I took a quick detour back to the city? <laughs> a quick detour? <laughs> Just a... Just a real quick, something I forgot to, I think I left the stove on. Uh. You know, there is a person who is missing right now in a fucking forest. And it could be. By herself. Nomad. When Nomad gets poisoned, I keep your voice down. I'm, you're going to need a better yeah. excuse than you need to go back and turn off your fucking stove kick, which I know is a lie because <laughs> one, you live with a bunch of other people who would, you know, catch on if the house is gassing yeah, up. Right. Honestly, there might not even be a stove up there. I'm not sure. But, you know, on the, on the other hand, he does live above a bakery, and so theoretically the stoves are always on. Yeah, baby. That too. That I too. Mean, yeah, so, so what's the problem? Yeah, you've seen through my ruse. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what I really it was real hard. Of course. <laughs> like looking is, through a window. Is it's freshly cleaned. <laughs> Thank you. That's honestly, that's honestly nice to hear. <laughs> Obviously, what I want to do is return this to reveal this letter to an authority or perhaps my friend who would be interested in knowing that nomad might be poisoned like real soon maybe right now he's being po i don't know seems bad we should turn around and go back and, and go get nomad we're a couple hours outside of the city by now now you told us who this friend is didn't you my memory is going yes murdoch I did. Oh, right. Tell yeah, you. yeah. All right. And Murdoch, yeah. of course, is uh, apparently wanted by the nomad authorities. I hesitate to say police because I'm not sure that's what they call themselves in well, nomad. Sure. They want to put Murdoch in uh, into a cell for questioning, I assume. They want to put her, they want to put Murdoch in the stocks. Yes. The Murdoch stocks. That's pretty good. The old Murdoch stocks. I, like it. <laughs> I think those are down by the docks. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty, uh, pretty dire. Right? I, like, I'm not crazy. This is important. Well, yeah, it's important, but what is, Mur is Murdoch really going to be able to stop this? Who's to say? Maybe. Whereas maybe. we could, I, I feel personally yes. that we could definitely help Darcy right. if we go mm, right now. I see. That's true. And the longer we wait, every minute, every hour, every day that we wait to find Darcy is another minute, hour, day that she's missing, which increases her chances of being fucking dead when we find her. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Right. Or undead, <laughs> yes. potentially. Given, oh, yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, we are in a fantasy world, so that well, would... right. I mean, but... Oh, know, and the ne necromancers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, God Possibly damn it, involved. the necromancers. So what was happening in Corey's head right now is he was looking back and forth between the corpse of Nomad and the corpse of Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> even though he doesn't really even know what Darcy looks like, mm -hmm. just very worried about trying to do the right thing. And then someone brought up necromancers and then he looks to a third thing and it's just a bunch of skeletons charging at him. <laughs> He's definitely being overwhelmed by this choice right now. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you to roll persuasion on Corey? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what you're doing. Yeah. And Corey, I think... Is that opposed in fifth? Are you wanting to be talked into it? No, no. If it's... David is wanting Corey to make a decision, well, but I'm Corey wants to go back. One hundred percent. Then I would oppose it. If it's not like, mm -hmm. please convince me. I think then um, that's kind of my DM ruling. Then mm -hmm. Lauren would roll to defeat 
like a DC, whereas since you are like, no, I have a thing I want to do and your will is directly opposed to what Lauren is trying to convince you to do, I think it should be an opposition role. Because mm-hmm. you're you're duking it out in yeah. the mind space of your mind. My word's good. I don't think that Torin is going to help you. Mm-hmm. I think that he's just going to hang back because he's not sure where he wants to go either. Sure. I'll also say, you know, Nomad, he's got a bunch of fucking gods. Probably has some, you know, food tasters and stuff. Darcy doesn't have anyone <laughs> right now. Darcy has us. Oh, you're all right. So I got a 10. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled pretty well, crap. Corey uh, hikes up his, his belt, uh, <laughs> which of course represents his negative one charisma modifier <laughs> and uh, rolls persuasion. Mm-hmm. I got a nine. Oh, uh, the natural 10 and it's a nine now. Nice. <laughs> Jeez, that was dramatically appropriate. All right. So Corey nods, kind of like looks between all those dead bodies and that army of skeletons charging at him in his anxious brain. And he goes, well, I suppose you're right. Besides, I'm not even sure we'd be listened to if we just handed over this note. I'm not sure we'd be making Nomad any safer. Exactly. Like, I think you might be right. And you are much older than I am. Exactly. And it, <laughs> that's my point. I'm older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, kid. <laughs> so I'm willing to concede on this one. I'll fold up this note or roll it. You know what? I'll roll up this note and put it in my pocket and save it for later in case we need it. Well, of course. Like, we'll, we'll do this thing with Darcy, f- hopefully find her. Yes. And then we'll go back and talk to Murdoch. Yes. Uh, as you're all standing there discussing this and how great this is going to be, you hear not far away, but far-ish away. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like a sneeze? Yeah. Is that what that was supposed to be? Okay, you never know. It could have been a stab. No. Foley is weird. It was a... <laughs> okay. Uh, and then there's a rustling in the bushes. Corey says under his breath, bless you. <laughs> uh, and looks towards the bushes. Can I uh, perception a, check? There's a the thumbs up. A thumbs up. No. I'm of course going to roll perception because I got to see what's in these bushes. I'll also roll perception. It's a 21. Torin's going to pull out a just ready a spear. 19. Yes. Team good perception yeah. check. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's something in the bushes. I. It's a thumb. <laughs> there's a thumb. We got a thumb small. on our hands. It looks like it belongs to a a small humanoid creature. Yeah, I do some quick mental calculus. Uh, Is it, how much smaller is it than my, like I hold up my thumb and I'm like, hmm, is it the same size? No, it's a a kid, it's like a kid's, kid's Ah, like a kid sized human (laughs) thumb. Yes. And you hear it, it goes back down into the bushes and you hear another, or I could, oh. Oh, no, you can go. I was just going to say bless you. Oh, <laughs> very important. Bless you. Oriok is going to draw his glaive, but like have it out in his hand, but not necessarily like point at, at the mm-hmm. kid and say, show yourself. Who's there? Listen, friend, you're clearly allergic to whatever's in that bush. So uh, <laughs> better come out before the hives start. A small human-ish creature crawls its way out of the bushes. They have a hat that looks like a toadstool and they're wearing overalls 
and nothing else, and they're very oh. dirty. Oh God, is it Nasty Toad from Mario? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I attack. Um, <laughs> yeah, immediately attack. And they so s- much acceleration. They sneeze a couple more times. They don't come toward you, but they sneeze a couple more times and look a little sheepish and rub their little nose and they go, "Hi, it, it's, it's me, it's Felix." What? <gasps> what, Felix? Weren't you smaller? Yeah. <laughs> if memory serves, you were smaller. Yeah. And a toad. <laughs> Bless you, my child. Th- thank you. <laughs> Good God. He gives you another what's, thumbs up. What's going on in there? What? Okay, hold on. We just opened up about eight different dialogue trees in this Mass Effect of yeah. an interaction. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is happening? Did, did you tell me about Felix? Because I think he was gone by the time he was gone yeah, i got to you yeah he was um we have talked about him in front of you but i don't know how like we talked about him with rowan yeah as yeah. a group but only like sort of a little yeah. it's a good question whether yeah. torin would have actually He's... shared much about felix or not uh i don't think that i have necessarily okay then or i could be like do do you know this kid i mean i i knew can i do like can i do an insight check yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> For everything. You might as well. Totally. Totally. Hey. Oh, I get it. A toadstool hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's half toad, half shit. Oh. <laughs> um. Stop. <laughs> Looking at him to uh, sort of size him up and see if he's, you know, telling the truth and also if he's someone that I recognize as Felix. Uh, I got a seven. So I figure I just sort of squint at him a little bit and I'm like, yeah, why? Uh, yeah, I know this guy. He's a, <laughs> we were bonded to the soul once. Uh, yeah, we still what? are. Bad news. Um, what? What? Uh, yeah. What? I don't remember much, but that Axel fella came and told me that if I wasn't going to be bonded to you, it basically wasn't worth anything. And I think maybe Ouch, that sounds about right. For maybe you. he killed me. I don't really remember. Um, I woke it's up fine. and I walked to Nomad and then I hung out in the southern part of town in some garbage for a while and then I got in trouble and then I fa- saw you and I'd kind of been following you, but I didn't really know if you'd want to see me again. So um, I just kind of have been walking and following you. Yeah. Wipes nose. <laughs> he hasn't walked towards you at all. He came out of the bushes probably 15 feet away and is just like standing on the road. I like, just, I look at him and I'm like, come, come here. Come into the light. <laughs> he walks over to you and by the time he gets to you, his eyes are kind of watery. Well, <laughs> is what? that because he's sad or because he's allergic to bushes? You could ask him. Uh, why, why are you... Or, yeah, go ahead. This is my line of investigation. <laughs> All right, do it. What's that coming out of your eyes, Felix? Are you allergic to bushes, or are you just happy to see me? No, I just did think you guys would want to be back. That's all. Oh, shit. Oh, that got me. That got me real good, Felix. <laughs> well, listen, Felix, I, I did want to say that I am sorry for you feeling like you weren't a valued part of our team. And He starts to cry. <laughs> 
it's okay. It's oh, okay, kid. Don't, oh, don't worry. Shit. What? Fucking talk to you. Hey, uh, listen, kid. Yeah, just, you're gonna be okay. He's and like a snotty, teary mess. Yeah, Oriok will um, scrounge around. He's like, I might have a handkerchief, and he can't find one because he doesn't carry handkerchiefs. Like, you know, um, but he just, tears off um, like a bit of his sleeve oh. and like. He's like, yeah, just wipe you. I mean, this isn't very clean either, but get the snot off your face. Are you, are you hungry? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I have some. <laughs> I'll give him two of my rations. Now, don't eat them all at once. Just okay. save the other. And okay. uh, yeah, you, you, you uh, Corey, Corey. Hello. Entertain the child. I got to oh, talk yes. to Torin. You know, my specialty. <laughs> you got siblings? Sure. Come on. Okay. Hey. Felix, come over here. We're going to play no. scientist. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Uh, just, just, um, I'm just going to reach out and is it okay if I touch you? Yeah. Pat him on his head and cast prestidigitation to clean him. Clean the child. <laughs> so that makes it an official tie. We have cast of the spell that we have cast the most, I think. Unless Eldritch Blast counts, in oh. which it might. But speak with animals and prestidigitation to clean shit off of people are the two things that this party does that are magic. Yep. I, Great. I feel like definitely this is going to edge out Eldritch Blast. I think so. There's <laughs> yeah. People, people are poopy. always dirty. And we're about to go to the poopy lakes. There are a lot of yeah. shitty people around. Hey. Oof. We got to clean up this town. <laughs> Literally, we are here to clean up this town. <laughs> yeah, so I just pat him on the head and clean him a little nicely. His bib overalls have a little embroidered duck on the pocket. This little guy, I have so many questions and I'm about to get them answered. His skin is sort of a grayish green, almost orcish tint to it. He otherwise looks human. His hat, like I said, is a toadstool hat that's tied under his chin, red with white spots, as a toadstool is. Classic toad. Does he look familiar to anything that I've encountered before? As far as like a creature? Yeah. No. Okay. You didn't like steal a memory from your brain and become (laughs) that memory? No. Like a weirdo? He's not not like a species or a race that you recall. He looks human just with orc like almost an orcish colored okay cast to his skin you're uh you're clean now just blow your nose and uh, eat your snack and- he does that but he reaches up and grabs the, your like pinky claw oh, oh, oh okay and i sort of uh shift the spear out of one hand and like <laughs> just hang on to it more tightly i'm like uh do you want to come along when i get Possibly berated by the elderly. All right. I can don't- you hear? Can you hear the nod? I'm <laughs> nodding. He's nodding. <laughs> he shoots a uh, untrusting look in Coriander's direction. <laughs> Corey finger guns and winks. He gives a tentative thumbs up. All right. All right. Let's have this. So we uh, beration. We move. We all three of us move away from Corey. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just over here now. All right, cool. No, that's fine. I wasn't worried. About I guess this. talk with animals and talk to this I'm horse. Find an animal to talk to. Bye. Are you a kid? Are you are you sure you want to be here when I talk to Torin? It might not be pretty. He's not actually a kid. He's. He just sounds... Yeah, he just sounds like a kid, looks like a kid, and is crying like a fucking kid. Well, yeah, but I mean, I suppose he's uh, like a couple months old by this point. (laughs) Sounds like a kid to me. (laughs) I don't know. I promise he's really grown up. He's like at least two months old. (laughs) He was a fey creature. 
I don't know. He might be uncountably old. <laughs> well, it from where I'm standing, Torin. Yeah. From what I've just heard, it sounds like you abandoned your fucking kid. This 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 child, this small little creature who looks fairly defenseless. He's just wandering around the city sleeping in garbage, too afraid to come up and say hello to us. That's uh, not a very good look, is it? I mean, it's not a very good look. I have been informed that uh, battle toads are apparently uh, impressive uh, uh, combatants, but oh um, wait, so so now you now you say it that you brought him into battle too? No, no, he didn't fight with us. He just stood on the sidelines. So you did bring him into battle. You brought him into a battle situation where he could have been hurt. Well, yes, but not when he was like this. Well, now that he is like this, I fully expect you to fucking take care of him. We're going into battle. <laughs> well, we are going to be stopping at a farmhouse, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe we could have we could get a nanny situation set up. I don't know if I want to do that. Listen, when you become a parent, you need to take care of your kid. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> He said that he was connected to you in your fucking right, soul or something. Yeah, yeah. That, it, uh, oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, that sounds like you're a parent. It's a whole fucking thing. Listen, no. It, Family is very, very important. Listen, I sold my soul to a fey creature, and uh, he was part of the package. And then when, when, and then what? You just tossed him aside because you didn't like him? No, I... The pact was uh, reversed, revoked, and uh, then he vanished. I didn't see him. I don't know where he went. Well, it sounds like you like he was too afraid to come and find you. Well, so what's that all about, Felix? What's all that about? Points at Corey. <laughs> <laughs> what, Corey? <laughs> Get over here! <laughs> I mean, look at him. <laughs> he looks fucking helpless. Yeah, you sure have family. Now. You understand that family's important, and you just let this kid just wander around and to be leave fair, you? I, also, I'm with Torin on this one. <laughs> this is like a weird little fairy that disappeared out of existence. <laughs> I don't know if berating him for being a bad daddy is exactly the way to get on the side of the truth here, but <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm no daddy myself. Well, I'm not either, but I know a thing or two about the importance of family, and it's very important. Sure. So I think we should take care of him now. I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. Is that what we're talking about here? Is adopting this old toad, now new boy? (laughs) This Pinocchio toad? Yes, and it sounds like... happening? It sounds like you owe him an apology, and you probably do too, Torin. I, I did. I just. Do you want well, me to? Do, do you want me to apologize again? Yeah. Yeah, but for me. Do yeah. it like good though for yeah. me. Felix, I'm sorry that I was a bad father, father to you. <laughs> again, not the word I would choose, but go on. Right. It's like I mean, how how would you define our working relationship, uh, Felix, before you became a, a, a human? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you were my familiar sorts or my assistant. I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we're just defining this as we go along. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be your friend. I guess I can live with that. Well, good. Have I been a bad friend? Kinda. (laughs) You're right, I have. I know I apologize But you said you were sorry. He's still holding your claw, so I don't think he's real upset. I was just crying because I was happy that you weren't bad. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, that breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. 
heartbreak is just a consequence of living. Wow, lesson one. <laughs> Corey just kind of squints his eyes and looks at you and it's like, like the whatever the facial expression is for what's this guy's deal? <laughs> it's just like, huh, <laughs> there's just a lot going on in there, isn't there? To me? <laughs> which, yeah, which is true. Like we all know is very true. But like it just, it, it doesn't, it never ceases to kind of roll over Corey of like, <laughs> You're a weird dude. <laughs> Torin is a weird dude. He's a mm-hmm. weird dude. Well, good then. Yeah, all right. Felix, is huh? that bad? Are, do you feel better now? Yeah. And Torin, have you accepted responsibility for this child? Felix. What? Do you count yourself as a child? This is like a wedding. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Will you take this man to be your lawfully wedded father? Toad. <laughs> Toad. I mean, I, Toad. I'm only like, what? Four months old, I, I guess so. If you would like me to accept responsibility for you, I can do that. But at this point, I am okay with us just being friends and just friends, you know, yeah, looking for e- <laughs> looking out for each other. I don't want to rush anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't really need it. A dad, I guess. Just friend, friends would be good. Yeah, you're doing fine. Just climbing around to the. Garbage. I can't really get a job because I'm like a toddler. But right, wow. You're right. <laughs> they have child labor laws and nomad. I checked. Oh, That's good. Good. They do seem like an ethical society. <laughs> yeah. Good first step. I do want to posit an idea. I still am, you know, as far as parenting burdens go, mm-hmm. I have a very, very light one in my son, Stick Boy, who is just kind of <laughs> hanging out at the bakery yep. with whoever happens to be there. Mm-hmm. You remember Stick yeah. Boy. He's still like he was. Yeah. He's, he hasn't reinvented himself or become a human garbage baby. Instead, <laughs> he's I just a bunch of sticks still. Maybe you can teach him to be a human garbage baby just like you. That's your job. We'll pay you a subsidy. <laughs> what what I'm saying is, Felix, oh, Felix, I haven't even begun to patronize you. <laughs> Wait, I have actually. I, that's my whole thing. I've begun. I hate you. I've started now. <laughs> this is, that's the engine of me patronizing you. <laughs> I think maybe we could have you live and work and be around stick boy and maybe you two could learn a thing from each other and be good buddles like good buddles like you used to (laughs) buddles could be buddles what do you say to that felix would you like to be buddles i'd like everyone to roll perception check okay what's happening on felix's body i got 15 i got a 12 i got an eight okay um or you hear footsteps crunching on the gravel slash dirt road behind you like the way that you were headed mm. sorry mm-hmm. like not towards nomad coming from the farm and you see a early teenage young woman who looks run off of her feet um she looks scared she looks desperate and she's headed your way she's not running very quickly mm-hmm. she's a human okay i will share that with the group so Torin, you will recognize her as alice who is the oldest daughter of will and tom i will move up to the front and um say alice you you have to help us they're attacking uh, she grabs your arm like just to like stay upright who's attacking what's happening yeah i don't really know I uh, just sort of like help her into the cart. Mm-hmm. Remind me again. Do we have a cart? Do we just have a cart, or I do we have we a have cart and horses? Cart and two horses. Cart and cart two, and horses. two horses. horses. I'm going to suggest that Torin, can you be with the cart, and then we'll ride ahead as fast as we can because I'm thinking two 
horses with, you know, just a rider would be able to move faster than the cart will. The girl, uh, Alice, is like, you can't, there were too many of them. You can't fight them all. I don't, I was headed to get the militia from the city. Oh, too many of them? More Felixes? What? Never mind. <laughs> it's a joke for me. Uh, Go just on. Take a breath. Yeah, trying. Put your put your uh, hands above your head, like lace them on top of your head. That helps. What are you a cop? Expands <laughs> it expands the chest. Um, sure, yeah. All right, Alice, take a breath. How many of who? I don't know how many. There were a lot. Um, and were they s- skeletons? Skeletons. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> I imagined <laughs> those. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna go on ahead. I would rather take someone with me and go back to the city. I'm not going on ahead. Skeletons are my worst fear. Dad dad told me that I should go to the city, and I really feel like I should. Okay, and this person is Uh, Will and Tom's daughter? Yes, Mm -hmm. the oldest daughter. One of of their daughters. Yeah, they have two two daughters, which Torin knows. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, what's, What's your name? Alice. Alice. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. I'm Coriander. Hello. So if you could quick do a perception check on us and sort of get a <laughs> feel for how likely you think it is that we are an appropriate level to encounter an army of skeletons the size that you witnessed. Are you asking me, a 12-year-old girl, to take responsibility for you going to save my family or not? Because I'm not comfortable making that call. Corey gives a shrug nod like, yeah, of course I am. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> Duh, what do you mean? Oriak will interrupt. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. What I think possibly we should do is give, your name was Alice? Yeah. Right? Give Alice one of our horses. Can you ride a horse? Yeah. All right. So you can take one of our horses, go back to town. We will take the other horse and the cart. Yes. Yeah. And go forward to your house. And either when, and then when we get there, scope it out, see if, you know, if there's really too many people for us to handle, then we load up the cart with as many people as we can and leave. Or we just wreck their shit if that looks like it is possible. Yeah. Would you be comfortable going alone on the horse to to the city? I'll go with her, says Felix. Felix, (laughs) I was just about to suggest that, uh, Felix. Are you sure you you oh, sure great. you're I... gonna be okay, Felix? You're just a little kid, you know. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I feel a lot safer now, says Alice. <laughs> yeah. Here, take this dirty baby. He's Wait, not dirty he's anymore. Clean. Take this sparkling clean baby, which is more suspicious, I yeah. would say. Felix, uh, oh, what? something I've been meaning to ask you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the last, sorry, go ahead. You were you were a battle toad. Yeah. Do you still possess the rumored fighting capabilities that I have heard about? How, how would I? know that i don't know fight me felix (laughs) fight Uh, me right here right now one v one me all right listen listen just take the horses no just one one. (laughs) take one take the horse there you go uh go back to town okay tell winter yeah um that there are fucking skeletons at the smith farm okay take alice to the bakery i don't know where that is hey felix let me make a sketch for you It's here. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a it's a charcoal drawing. He has to rub it in. Hey, uh, I'm going to roll survival to see how good this map is. This is very important. Okay. 17. This map rules. Yeah. <laughs> this battle toad who now has the mind of 
I'd say a five or six year old child is eyes is <laughs> eyes have sort of started glazing over, but is still like nodding. Like, sure, thanks, like weird he dad. Really wants to help, but and Alice is like, I I got it, I got it. Okay, ride, go, spank, spank. I spanked Felix. Oh. <laughs> I also, uh, as, I, as I, like, let's say, you know what, Canon, sure. I did spank Felix. But when I did, I was like, Felix, take this note and give it to somebody who th- looks like they know what they're doing. And I give him this. Uh, he punches you in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Felix. That's our secret handshake. See you later, buddy. So d- does, does Felix, Felix know knows like, who to give it to? Felix knows winter. Yeah. And they're going to go meet winter. winter. And he's going to give this note yeah, to winter. He does know Okay. Winter. Did the note mention Devani? at all or was mm. it just the elf bane poison i provide that's a good point uh hold on felix let me make another sketch but this sketch is words i write <laughs> alice uh, alice looks like really annoyed yeah, and yeah. she's like yeah. why are you t- like i'm capable of delivering messages sure. do you want okay yes sure alice we won't make you feel left out i write on the like back felix of is literally picking his nose <laughs> and like looking the opposite oh, way. this kid is confusing so it's just a baby now <laughs> I'm confused. Anyway, mm-hmm. we don't have time for this. <laughs> I write on the back of the note, found this in Devani's fireplace, heart coriander. Mm-hmm. And then I give it to Alice and I say, Alice, give this to Winter along with, I guess, this boy and the news that the skeletons are coming. You've got a lot on your plate. There's three big things. Do you know what they are? Do you yeah, remember Yeah, I got that? it. Okay, I'm going Thank to patronize you, you as well. Cool. Um, <laughs> she right. takes the note and stuffs it in her bodice so it won't go anywhere. That's Can I actually um, just like take out a piece of parchment and like fold the the note in the piece of parchment just to protect it because it was you are a mailman burned yeah and then Corey's like oh wait and takes out a piece of leather and puts that parchment in it and folds it up <laughs> just to make sure all right let's go Oriak will take out some clay and then yes. wrap like smush that around the leather and then fire, and fire it in it. my yes. kiln yes. That I in your keep portable kiln. my portable kiln <laughs> yeah this letter's not going anywhere it has to be smashed like a piggy bank yeah uh, so Alice gets, has gotten a year gets, older gets, gets up on the horse behind Felix and looks down at all three of you with the disdain that only a preteen can and says, you three are real weird. Bye. Hey, welcome to the middle. It's me, Malcolm. Thanks for being here and for loving us and for supporting us by listening to this and by sharing it with your friends and all that stuff. To all of our patrons on Patreon especially, thank you for supporting us with money because money is a thing that we need to make stuff in this country. My name is Malcolm. What are you waiting for? Get in here with me into the Patreon and get some of those rewards, like being able to talk to us on Discord or being able to submit weapons and items or even getting an NPC named after you. That's right. It's true. You could also be hip and review us on Facebook, like our listener Brittany did. That was cool. And even if you don't want to be cool like Brittany, just share our page on Facebook or something. It's what Mark Zuckerberg would want, and we love him. He's our dad. Stay tuned to this feed right here because episode five is coming your way on Tuesday, December 3rd. Until then, 
I will continue to be disappointed that Yaddle didn't get her dues in episode one and all her scenes were cut and she was basically just a boring Yoda but with hair and a lady. I can only assume there were many scenes that featured Yaddle heavily and dramatically. Yaddle deserved better. How far are we actually from? I don't know Tommy if Will I Smith's farm. said last time. Horses ride at you know about uh, sixty miles an hour, right? Uh, With a car, do they? <laughs> I don't know how horses work, but I right? feel like no. I'm pretty sure they go about sixty miles an hour. I bet at best, if we like push this horse and it's bringing a cart with it, it's probably not going more than like fifteen, maybe uh, twenty. I'd say you're another hour, hour and a half out, depending on how hard you push the horse. Great. Easy. Yeah, we'll just say that. We're just going to keep going like yeah. we were, but now knowing that there are skeletons there. Let's right. let's push the horses as hard as we can for as long as we can. So this seems like the right time for Coriander, who has been riding this one, to be like, well, we've got a rapport. I'm going to roll my fairly decent animal handling skill. Yeah, can you... Uh, <laughs> Can you oh. speak with animals and like talk to the horse about what's gonna happen? Sure. We like worried about like the morality of like pushing a horse too far. When well, we can talk to it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, we could. yeah. Well, right. But it also just like if you can communicate with the horse and let it know what is like the situation, yeah. maybe it'll be more inclined to push itself naturally than us having to. I mean, it is a well trained draft animal, it will go the speed mm-hmm. you tell it to go. Counterpoint, if I tell that horse that we need to go as fast as we can towards Skeleton Town, maybe it's going to go as fast as it can the, the other, other way, because it's not a human being, that's it's fair. a horse. And that's if you tell fair. it that there are skeletons, it might be like, nah, fuck this. Yeah, I'm spooking um, and I'm out of here, because horses are jumpy. That's true. So I say we don't talk to the horse and we avoid the moral conundrum of becoming friends with this thing that we're going to push until it dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think maybe we, let's avoid that <laughs> one. This horse will power walk. I this will roll animal handling. This horse will happily power walk. <laughs> I got a 23 Ooh. on my animal handling. So Shit. let's say we, you know, yeah, she I don't trots know. We, along. we cut off a little bit of yeah, that trip. Hopefully happy. we're going as fast as we can. And horse has no idea that we're riding into a skeleton. As you are cresting the hill that Torin knows is the hill that comes up and over before you see the farm, you mm-hmm. begin to hear a very loud sound of bones rattling together. <laughs> oh, oh. Nasty. Just rattling. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, fun. So fun. Yeah, that's nice. And you can see that there is a large swarm of these, you know, in various states of decay skeletons surrounding the farmhouse they've yet to break in but they are making good headway on the front corner of the wooden structure nearest to the door and when you say large how uh, how many are we talking um there's probably 30 of them shit 30 mother panic Wow, that's at least 10 times as many as there is of us. I'll take the 10 on the left. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, sure. Uh, Perception check to see where they are focusing, if there are doors, a tactical situation, basically, is what I'm interested in. That is a 16. They're surrounding the house fairly equally. I mean, it is kind of an ever-moving, like if you imagine 
30 people surrounding a house. Sure. I mean, there are only so many hands that can get to the side of the, the mm. actual building itself. Do they seem to be focusing on a door or are they just no. just kind of punching the house like yeah. soldiers in Age of Empires do? Yeah, they're cool. not. <laughs> Great. They don't have eyes. Does the house so have any speak? small fires on it yet or no? There are no small fires. <laughs> okay, because that's what happens when a building gets damaged. There is smoke coming from the chimney, so there are clearly uh -oh. people inside. Well, that's good or bad. No, that's bad. Although, maybe it's good. So there's this hill that goes down. Yeah. Are there trees? Are there... No, like, it's farmland. Farmland. Uh -oh. yeah. Okay. Uh, and how far away from the, uh, from the farm are we? From the house? I'd say you're within like three city blocks. Oh, we're oh. far away. Yeah, you're yeah. so pretty far. We can barely see that. Like, I'm thinking of seeing down three city blocks and it's like, I could yeah, not, you can probably hear not even them. know that mm -hmm. they were skeletons. Yeah, mm -hmm. except for you. Can, except for I know that they're skeletons. You can hear them. Okay, right. that's that's good to know. We aren't like presently being, uh, you know, observed seen right. by these skeletons we have spied them from very far off yep right okay i was for some reason and i think it's because it's near and dear to my heart i was picturing the scene in two towers where they look to the east and gandalf is there oh, sure. and that was us and we were going to charge down and yeah. get some skeletons that are stand-ins for like lazarus gorn and gimli looking to the east on the dawn of the third day that is not <laughs> currently what is happening instead we are very far away and it would be a very very anticlimactic charge if we decided to roll down this hill and then just kind of keep jogging for you know two and a half blocks i mean it's going to be a pretty anticlimactic charge anyway we're yeah we're pretty far we're, away we're clopping on a draft horse oh we don't have to we can abandon That's this true. horse and that we is, should that says is Corey. true let's yeah cory hops down off the horse and uh gets his combat gear he's like all right well, this seems a lot more straightforward than I expected as far as investigative missions go. It looks like there's a bunch of fucking skeletons trying to eat or destroy or kiss that house. It's hard to tell from three-ish blocks away, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to get in there and they're probably going to try to get those guys. What do you think about you arcing off a little bit, coming at them from a different angle than us? Why not? Here, No, I know. I know what we're going to do. I have a spell called Fog Cloud. Fart Cloud? Fart Cloud. <laughs> Really? That's not a spell, Oriak. That's just something <laughs> that I do. Yeah. <laughs> Fog cloud oh, okay. is a spell in Dungeons and Dragons. And it is basically a smoke grenade. <laughs> okay. For the, it's basically a smoke grenade, says David. Corey's uh -huh. fart cloud? <laughs> Sorry, fart cloud? That sounds like a fun class to be. I am a fart, am a fart cloud. <laughs> and what I'm thinking is skeletons seem pretty dumb. And I think mm -hmm. our best bet is sort of, uh, does the word kiting makes sense to everyone like uh, to sort of get the skeleton's attention get them to run after us and then like someone else somewhere else gets the skeleton's attention and they go run over there oh, and as this sure, is happening we're yeah. picking them off one by one and one of us sneaks into the house and takes the people and gets them out you know that sort of thing i think creating a diversion somewhere else okay. to make the skeletons think something's happening over there is our best bet rather than trying to fight 30 skeletons right are there outbuildings this farm yes there's a stable and there is a barn do you have any illusion spells i do not i have well i have prestidigitation <laughs> how dirty are these skeletons <laughs> well some of them are pretty dirty yeah. if you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yuck i mean i can set things on fire Torin, <laughs> um, we can all do that uh, I got matches. You're not special. <laughs> I have this spell called gasoline. 
Well, there is Greece, I guess. I have knock, which is one action, instantaneous. I choose an object that I can see within range, uh, which is 60 feet. It can be a door, a box, a chest, a set of manacles, a padlock, or any other object that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. Mm. I can just open up bureaucratic red tape. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I have a hypothesis. Could we make the argument to the magic of the world, which Mm -hmm. I assume is the authority of magic in D&D, to big Mr. Magic, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the big Mr. Magic man in the sky, and say, hey, are the skeletons a lock that we can pick? To get through to this door. They are barring entry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we think of the house as a chest, they all around it are kind of a big mess of an organic lock. I have something to say on this front. No. All right, fair. Um, Worth a shot. Also, when I cast the spell, a loud knock audible from as far away as 300 feet uh, emanates from the target object. That's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. so like that's that's almost a good reason to cast it is just for <laughs> that sound. It's the loudest yeah, thing that I can make. That's like my spell, fart cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Before you make a plan, as your DM, Oriok being the only one with any real battle experience, <laughs> would you roll just a general like knowledge roll for me? Sure. About skeletons and swarms oh, of skeletons. Ooh, okay. 18. Okay. Skeletons are not by themselves a difficult foe. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly hardy. When they swarm like this, they can be very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But one at a time, they're a lot easier to handle. Mm-hmm. And you would know this either because of your religious study, your military study. Mm-hmm experience you can decide you know have this knowledge you also know that if you get in the midst of this swarm it's going to be deafening the sound of those bones rattling around so that's terrifying yeah (laughs) oh man okay (laughs) so that's knowledge you can share with the class all right so i will um i'll tell that to the group thank you say so i hope from this guy at the at the temple, he said one time, one of the one of my fellow paladins, he said one time they had to go and clear out a fucking graveyard that all rose from the dead. Yeah. And uh, he almost went deaf from it. But he said that once they were able to sort of pull one out, smash it, pull another one out, smash <laughs> it, that was fine. So it's like if those we can... ships with fish on them. What? <laughs> go on. Okay. <laughs> so, so if we can uh, get the swarm to break up, we will probably be okay, but oh. we don't want to get into the center of the swarm. Otherwise, we'll become deafened oh. from it, and gotcha. they'll probably tear us apart. Okay, sure. Also that. Also that. Yeah, that's yeah. a bad yes, thing. Yes, but also it'll be loud. So even if we do win, we'll be uh, tinnitus we, for days. Yeah, that's nobody yeah. wants that. Also owies. <laughs> also owies, but mostly owies in ears. Also, mm-hmm. there's many um, things that could go wrong if we just decide to waltz into the middle of skeleton town. Mm-hmm. Sure, I don't want to. I don't think we want to do that. No, um, and I don't know how to waltz. Well. Okay. Did your paladin friend say, uh, are there any weapons that we should uh, use against them? Any weapons we should avoid? Uh, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, how much do we think arrows are going to do against skeletons? Hey, do you want to roll a, like a common sense check, Torin? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, poking or um, cutting at 
probably not going to do it to something with no flesh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, poke uh, as well. It's not going to be good. Yeah. yeah so, I um, think a, a hammer. Anything that's pokey, uh, anything that... So I, I sort of brandish the spear, like anything that's pokey. Mm-hmm. No, bad. Okay, I put let's it in the piles. cart. Anything right. that uh, <laughs> like cuts, and I hold sure. up a hand axe. No, yeah, no. That's, that's no good. Uh, Dang. And I bring up my maul. I put my like short this. swords. Yes. Like, that okay? Well, I don't have any hammers. You could shoot arrows at them from far mm-hmm. away. It would hurt them, and it just would maybe hurt them a lot. Yeah, but yeah. it would maybe hurt them enough mm-hmm. to come and run at us. Yep, and yeah. that's when I. And fog then we cloud. can. Bam. No, that's when I fog cloud, and we go out the other end of the fog cloud, and they all run into it, and then we have escaped, and it's. Scooby-Doo style. Sure, yeah. That's my dream. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's okay if you say that's a bad plan. Lauren does have a point about the arrows because Ori knows that they don't take much damage themselves. Mm-hmm. So even though they have resistance to arrows, you could still crack a skull open or something and mm-hmm. knock one down. Maybe know? if we hit one, we'll draw out that one and maybe it's Buddy or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You could snipe them okay. from far away. Sure. And we two can be a little bit closer so that Tora and I can smash them as they run towards you. Okay. And if we get overwhelmed, then you can fog cloud and we can get and out of there. Confuse and them enough confuse for us them. to run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There aren't like fences or anything between us and them, mm. right? It's got to be something. Can we get on top of one of those buildings? Like, yeah. there's got to be a point of placement. Right, for like, ourselves. can we get on top yeah. of the bar? Sniper Corey like, yeah, on exactly. the roof. <laughs> yeah. I'm the DC sniper, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I did a too enthusiastic yeah. 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 We love that DC sniper. Um, there God. is a fence for one of the pastures, and the barn is between you and the house. The stables is on the other side of the house. So let's let's get on top of the Let's get you on top of the barn. Okay. I mean, maybe we could even be in the barn and then like put a rope across the door. So you can't escape. I don't, yeah, I don't I, I don't want to be, unless the barn has a back door that we can also open. Right. I don't want to be just, in I a mean, house that uh, has one entrance uh, with a swarm of skeleton. I did not mean bar the door. I meant like put a rope across the open door to trip them. Corey goes up on the roof of a barn. Well, Hopefully. in the hayloft. Not, okay, sure. It's a, yeah. it's a. Okay. It's a well, Midwestern that's, barn that's with a the... choice to, I can't get on top of the barn is what you're saying? No, it's got a peaked Oh, okay. It wouldn't be like a Midwestern barn to keep snow off of it. But it does, you can see from where you are, it's presumably symmetrical. Um, okay. And mm-hmm. the hay loft has windows, little windows. So on like okay. the second. Sure. So I get up there. Yeah, And I you can, can see get out a window there. and shoot mm-hmm. some skeletons. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ooh. Then I'd like to get up on there. And you two will be downstairs waiting to pounce on the skeletons that get mad at me for shooting them. That's the plan? Yeah. I love it. So as the three Mm -hmm. of you approach the barn, Mm -hmm. you try the door. It's locked. Torrent. Are we starting this? <laughs> I mean, how locked your, is it? What your, kind of door is this and how locked is I it? I don't know. Which door did you try? Because there's know, the, the big ones. Okay, the big, the big the ones. Two big ones. They're very locked. They're wood. Cool. Well, Torin, wood on the street is you're pretty good at making things that are closed. Opening. Yes, that will make a loud noise. Can I listen at the door to see if I hear anything inside? Sure. Roll perception. That is a 13. Sort of over the clatter of the bones that are very, mm-hmm. very loud at this point, you can hear the sound of a child crying inside. I'll just knock with my hand and say, 
Hello? Who is it? My name is, uh, my name is Torin. The mailman? Yes, I am the mailman. Your sister Alice sent us. There's already the scrape of, like, the bar on the door. All right. And there's Mm a little dark-haired girl. She can't quite, you know, she can move it because it's on wheels, but the door kind of creaks open. She pushes herself out from between the doors and, like, hugs you as best she can. Like, she's clearly very, very scared and very, very excited that you're here. Yeah. I just hug her back and, like, you know, pat her head. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, her name's Mary. Mary. I said, Mary, uh, we're here now and we're going to do all we can to help you. Okay. Uh, is it just you in the barn? Yeah. And, um, and Belinda the horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. She, she's Miss Darcy's horse. Okay. Mm. That's good. Uh, you don't know where Miss Darcy is, though? No, we found her horse, but she wasn't here. All right. Great. I look over to Oriak and I say, how many more children do you think are going to hug Torin today? This is a record. I don't know, but I'd bet high if I were you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this horse might even give him a hug. You never know. He's clearly um, a surrogate parent to many a child. Yeah. Well, listen, um, and I sort of look at the other two and I'm like, your parents are in the house? Mm-hmm. Is it just them in the house? Yeah. Okay. You saw Alice, though? Yep. Yep. She's on her way back to town. She's all right. Okay, good. So, full disclosure here, Mary, we were thinking of using the barn as a strategic point to uh, lure skeletons to us one at a time to reduce their numbers. Uh Uh-huh. With you here that uh, I have some misgivings with that plan, how do you feel? There's a cart back that way. She kind of looks up and she can see the horse up on the hill. Would you feel more comfortable uh, over there or in the barn with us? Uh, Possibly in the hayloft with Corey. Corey's not saying anything, but Corey has pushed past this conversation and has climbed the ladder into the hayloft and is beginning to get ready to shoot skeletons. Definitely. He is ready. He is like, I don't care. He's going to get him. That is happening, but Corey is not saying anything or doing that thing. He's not like actually going to shoot until this girl is safe. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll go up by the cart. Will you take care of Belinda? Because I don't think she can jump the fence and there's no way to let her out without going by the house. Belinda is in the barn with you though? Yeah, I put her I put her in a cow pen. One of the calf pens actually. It's not very big, but she seems okay. We will let her out if trouble finds us. Does she look like she could carry uh Ori or Cory? Uh, she could carry Coriander. <laughs> I don't think she could carry Oriok. I feel like possibly we should keep Belinda here. And if she hits the fan for us, Cory could ride her out. Right. And then at least Cory could talk to her and figure out what happened to Darcy. Cory, how do you feel about having an escape uh, vehicle in the way of Belinda? Sure. That sounds great. I... Are we ready for me to shoot a skeleton with an arrow yet, or are we going to meet any more huggable friends? <laughs> Almost. One, one second. It. Mary, uh, leave, leave Belinda here. We'll take care of her. Okay. You go go to the cart. Before you leave. Quick as you can. Before you leave. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast a spell on you. Is that okay? <gasps> it's going to oh. keep you safe. Okay. Yes. All right. And I wiggle my hands and cast Sanctuary <laughs> okay. on her, and it's like this shimmery bubble kind of surrounds her. Mm-hmm. And I, don't you go punching any skeletons or that thing will go away now. Uh, no problem. All right. No. You just run to that <laughs> car do that. and don't look back no matter what. Okay. Um, if you don't see my parents in there, 
there's a trap door so they, that goes down to the cellar. Where is it? Is it under a rug? Uh, yeah, it's under the rug. All right. Classic trap door. What room is it in? I, it's only got, we only got one room. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds sorry. good. Sorry. Yeah. No, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Good luck. You ready for this? I think we're ready. Okay. So we're going to set up the rope and the door facing the skeleton. Right at about like ankle, shin. Yeah. Ankle shin, shin height. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, you've got your escape route plan which is a horse yeah which is a horse Mm -hmm. i'm taking out my club you've got your i got my mall your mall coriander comes down from from the loft because Mm -hmm. he had a great idea Mm -hmm. he touches oriak on the shoulder and says you'll be a little bit safer with this magic that i have coursing through my beautiful veins yuck it's called protection from evil and good is that something you already have let me check, because I might. <laughs> I must ask you, are you already protected from evil? <laughs> you are a paladin. I, I have it on my spell list, but I don't have it prepared. Well, there we so, go. Then hey, there nice. we go. Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures, aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. If skeletons aren't undead, I don't know what is. And what does protection mean for my purposes? The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. Ta-da. That's pretty good. Yep. Just a good spell. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a nice uh, disadvantage on every roll that a skeleton would do to try to get you yes. with something, including an attack roll, which is pretty cool. That's yeah. very good. So Corey places cool. his hand on Oriok's shoulder and says, this will help. And you feel real anti-skeleton. You feel ready to just like crush him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel great, kid. Thanks. <laughs> I feel great. And I'll slap you on the back too. Oh, but God. that's not magical. That gives me that's the, just the bruise Oriaka. of protection against evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just a big bruise. Yeah. It looks like a skeleton face though. Before we start, I will cast Shield of Faith on Torin. And okay. that will give you a plus two bonus to your AC. Okay. For up to 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a long time in D&D. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. It's like forever. Tori, do you have anything for me? <laughs> I gave something to Oriag, and Oriag gave something to you, so it's only fair. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, kid. Belinda God. the horse n- nudges you with her nose like, oh, it's thanks, me. Thanks, Belinda. I just, it's, just yeah, did you one have damage the, to me. It's me. Thanks. You um, the one escape route. <laughs> yes, that's my gift. Corey. Do uh, you do? I was joking. Oh, goody. I do. You can do this. You've fought. We've fought worse things. We've fought whites. We've gone up against gods. I guess so. We can fight a swarm of skeletons. Just breathe and shoot and get out alive. You're right. I traveled with Felix for like a week. I could do anything. (laughs) Did you just give me bardic inspiration? I did, yes. Thank you. That gives me a d6 on my next roll of a d20, right? Um, Is that what it does? No. Um, I mean, it gives you a d6 on an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw mm. within the next 10 minutes. Oh, so I can spend it on the one that I want to spend right. it on yep. after I see the d20. Mm-hmm. That is so nice. So Corey squirrels up the ladder and gets out an arrow and looks at both of you and is like, okay, buddies, it's time for our first real battle. I hope you are excited to go to Bone Town with me. I don't feel comfortable hearing that from such a young kid like yourself, but uh, I'm ready to fuck up some skeletons. That's what he if said. that's what you mean. Bone town? <laughs> no, not like that. I'm not into skeletons. <laughs> so the camera zooms in on Corey's face and his eyes get really narrow and he like draws the bow and there's a mm-hmm. lot of like action lines and he whispers to himself, I'm not young. 
I'm 19. Original setting and story by Elise Kallenbach. Editing and music by David Gutchy. Ambient sound effects provided by Sirenscape. Intro by Marshall Dean. This program is made possible by listeners like you. Visit us at patreon.com backslash thefableforge to donate. Thank you. Okay, before we forget, like last time, let's do inspiration. Oh, yeah, inspiration. Yeah. I liked that Torin. Well, Gardner, I guess, as the player. <laughs> I liked that Gardner had Torin stand up for himself when Ori was like, hey, you were a bad father. I liked that because I thought that conversation was going to go, yeah, you were a bad father because like, <laughs> you kind of were mean to him. But the circumstances were different. Yeah. And I liked that mm-hmm. Torin was able to stand up for himself because sometimes he's kind of a pushover. So I, I liked that a lot. That was a cool character moment. Mm-hmm. I liked that Ori pulled both of them aside and like, had that conversation because i i loved just that whole conversation of like no you were like were you a bad father and sort of them figuring out like well wait how do we explain what felix was it revealed something about ori's character that i wasn't necessarily aware of which is that you know he he prioritizes kids and as much as he does like relationships and family like that doesn't always just ex- extend to kids i guess i would add that it's not a conversation that you would have ever had with coriander so if we didn't have right. ori here it's not even something that we would have talked about i i really liked our fight not really fight <laughs> but well what what david said about like you defending yourself that was it was fun it was like really fun to like play off of so basically inspiration goes to, to both of, both of the people who already have inspiration perfect with an honorable mention to anime version of <laughs> coriander actually can i can i change mine yeah actually sure. i want to change Editing mine to your like realization of oh shit maybe i should have given this note to Murdoch back in the city yeah and that was like that wasn't even something that I thought about because it's something I guess I'm I I have that kind of like video game mindset that you know oh it's one of our side quests and the result will be the same no matter when we do it unless we do it like weeks in game after like we initially got the thing that was actually David realizing that David had done a bad (laughs) job of remembering why he cared about that Mm -hmm. note it but was then like, it was a good, like... Is, yeah, it was a nice way to pivot on that. Oh, Corey made a mistake. It was a really good okay. in-character moment. Now, what yeah. can we do with a mistake? Because mm-hmm. he made one. This mm-hmm. was one. He should have given this to Rohan or Murdoch or someone right when he should have read it and then been like, this is important. Instead of being like, I could make some fun jokes about New Fireplace Who Dis, which is more what we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, mistakes are fun. Mm-hmm. I think that you do a lot of things for Corey that are not necessarily like flashy or radar pinging but hmm. you know i think that i think that you deserve to be celebrated oh. uh, <laughs> that went a very different direction than i thought it was going to go thanks beyond one of our fans naming their fish after you yes that's Aww. all Corey really wants <laughs>